Last week, I was reading in 2 Thessalonians 1, and right at the end of the chapter, verses 11 and 12, I came across some thoughts that startled me. Let me read them to you, and I'll explain why. Paul writes, In view of this great prospect, we pray for you constantly that God will think you worthy of this calling and that he will effect in you all his goodness desires to do and that your faith makes possible. We pray that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may become more glorious through you and that you may share something of his glory. Now, here's why those verses caught my eye. I think we've all heard that idea before of being worthy of this calling of following Jesus. It's kind of a daunting thought. It's a big thought to be worthy of something that is so glorious, so enormous, so life-costing. Well, yes, we want to be worthy of it. But what caught my attention, and then we'll get to what startled me, what caught my attention is the pairing of being worthy of this calling and the idea that Jesus would affect in us all his goodness desires to do. And I think that's the key to our worthiness. It's the degree to which we are totally changed from the inside, and that we allow his goodness to have its way within us that actually is going to make us worthy. That's the idea of becoming more sanctified. But what was it that startled me? It's in verse 12 that the name of our Lord Jesus Christ may become more glorious through you, through me, through us. Isn't it a wild thought that Jesus, as glorious, as magnificent as he is, there actually could be greater glory for him just based on the way that I do this particular Monday when I'm recording this? Isn't it wild that the way you wake up to say this Thursday could radically change the way that people perceive Jesus and his name could be ascribed more glory because of you? That raises the bar. It raises the stakes. But here's what's even almost stranger, more wild, more, again, startling, that you may share something of his glory, Paul writes. Because even this morning I was reading and it talks about he who wants to be first in the kingdom must be last. And so our sense of humility, of lowering ourselves is true. And yet in the economy of Jesus, as we ascribe and give more glory to him and we draw other people into giving more glory to him, somehow in a wild way, we share in his glory. It reflects upon us. We get to actually walk in it. That's such a big thought, I don't even really have any thoughts about it. I just, I want it. I want that the way that I live today, worthy of his calling because of how he is affecting his goodness in me, would actually make him look more glorious and actually allow me to enjoy the reflection of his glory. That sounds like an interesting use of my day. Which brings me to the title of this particular podcast, I'm calling it glory in the granular, in the small, in the tiny. A few years ago, I was reading the wonderful book by the founder of the uh, Christian and Missionary Alliance, A.B. Simpson, his book, The Christ of the 40 Days. And it's a book that looks at this sort of mysterious period from the resurrection to the ascension and all that we can learn about the character of Jesus by the way that he spent that time, little that we know of it. And so to that idea 
of the day by day, the granularity of experiencing his glory, giving him greater glory, and then having that reflection of his glory upon us. I want you to listen to what A.B. Simpson wrote. This is so wonderful. He wrote, it is literally all the days that he is with us. He comes to us each day with a new blessing. Every morning, day by day, he walks with us with a love that never tires and a blessing that never grows old. He is with us all the day. It is a ceaseless abiding. There is no day so dark, so commonplace, so uninteresting, but we find him there. Often, no doubt, he is unrecognized, as he was on the way to Emmaus, until we realize how our hearts have been warmed, our love stirred, and our Bible so strangely vivified, and every promise seems to speak with heavenly reality and power. It was the Lord! Do you hear what Simpson is saying to our hearts today? He is saying that, yes, today is the place where he would endeavor to meet with us. We can imagine those two walking to Emmaus, They're having their little conversation about potentially his resurrection. And then he walks up next to them. They do not recognize him. And yet he is with them, abiding, speaking, uh, journeying along. And then when they sit down in one of their houses and he breaks the bread, their eyes suddenly open. It's him. Friends, whatever day you are listening to this podcast, whatever situation you're in, that's the granularity of his glory. Right now, you listen to my voice because you think perhaps I'm going to say something that's going to drive you into deeper intimacy with Jesus. You're on the right track. That's what I'm here doing too. When we unite the simplicity of each day with the glory of who he is, we are giving him chance to give himself more glory and then to reflect that glory upon us so that we walk in it. Isn't that exciting? Today, is the place where we meet with him. Today is the time that he chooses to reveal himself. Will we let him? So that's the granular, that's the one day at a time aspect. Well, Simpson goes on a little later in that exact same book and he uh, kind of extrapolates it out. He makes the point that if we continue to do that, if we abide in him day by day, suddenly our lives become in, in their totality totally full of his glory. So I want you again to listen to A.B. Simpson a little later in the same book. He writes, it is possible to look at everything as Christ is looking at it and see it as you shall see it when all is ended. It is possible to pray as Christ prays from heaven and to be conscious that our glorious great high priest is commanding and executing it from on high and that all things must give way before his power and will. It is possible to recognize ourselves in the light of a few years from now when we shall be sitting with him in the seats where our names are already written and our place prepared, where God ever regards us as already seated. What dignity and triumph this will give to the humblest career. And we shall walk through earth as the children of the King, the heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. He who sits there is but the other part of our personal life. And as we enter into closer union with his person, we shall rise into the constant realization of his glorious power 
and learn to shout with the most tried and yet the most triumphant of mortals, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Isn't that a thrilling picture he gives? The idea that in just a few years, in almost the blink of an eye, compared to the totality of history, you and I will be sitting there with Jesus in the throne room of heaven, delighting in all that he has done in our lives. We will sit there as heirs of the kingdom of God. And in fact, I'm going to talk about this in tomorrow's thought, but heirs, inheritors of all that he has accomplished, it's going to be ours with him and in him. So as I thought this morning about that idea of being worthy, of letting his goodness affect all that he desires to do in me, of bringing glory in greater measure to his name and receiving more of his glory reflected upon me, I thought, you know, those two Simpson quotes could easily be turned into a high prayer of hopefulness, of vision for what today and my life could hold. And so here's Simpson just turned into a prayer. Let's pray. It is literally all the days that you are with us, Jesus. You come to us each day with a new blessing. Thank you. Every morning, day by day, you walk with us with a love that never tires and a blessing that never grows old. You are with us all the day. It is a ceaseless abiding, Jesus. There is no day so dark, so commonplace, so uninteresting, but we may find you there. Often, no doubt, we haven't recognized you as those two didn't recognize you on the way to Emmaus until we then realize how our hearts have been warmed, our love stirred, and our Bible so strangely vivified, and every promise seems to speak with heavenly reality and power. It's you, the Lord, Jesus. So Lord Jesus, teach us to look at everything as you are looking at it and to see it as you are seeing it in the day when all is ended. Teach us to pray as you yourself pray from heaven and, and to be conscious that you, our glorious great high priest, is commanding and executing it from on high and that all things must give way before your power and will. Teach us how to recognize ourselves in the light of a few years from now when we shall be sitting with you in the seats where our names are already written and our place prepared, where you are already regarding us as already seated. Bestow your dignity and triumph to our humble careers. Show us how to walk through earth as the children of the King, the heirs of God, joint heirs with you yourself. You who reign in heaven are but the other part of our personal lives. Teach us how to enter into closer union with you, Jesus, so that we shall rise into the constant realization of your glorious power and learn to shout with that most tried and yet the most triumphant of mortals, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? My brothers and sisters, today is the day that, yes, the Lord has made. 
And it's also the day where the God of the universe, sitting there in the throne room of heaven, would like to walk in union with you as you abide in him, he abiding in you in every circumstance. That is the highest purpose of your day. In the granular sense, it's also the highest purpose of your life to do that today. I'm going to attempt to do it myself. And I'd love to meet you in the journey of life as you're in the midst of doing it too. Thank you so much for listening. Let's enjoy it all, all day long.